0: Welcome back to Don't Call It A Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We have read Black Flame for this episode. Black Flame, book three in the Cradle series by Will White. Again, the entire book. And we've got, we're going to start off like we did last episode with talking about a few comments that we got. I want to. I'll, so I'll start with one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is one that's actually a note that I have for the beginning of Black Flame. Okay. And this is this is a comment from Tord and EQ, and that's. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about how J Long or okay sorry Jai Long, I'll talk about that too, Jai Long. Exp- explains his new rivalry with Lyndon to I, th- I mean i think it's to m- a lot of people but to gochran specifically cross dad yeah. yeah and that's like he does it i don't remember exactly what he says but it's basically in a way that makes Lyndon seem like a terrible person and this is what makes gochran so mad and like super intent on getting revenge on Lyndon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and just for just to remember what happened. Gochrin and Lyndon are in this battlefield that's that well it, it's kind of a battlefield a lot of stuff's happening. Well, this, this, is crawl, mat- this is Crawl this is Crawl and Lyndon. Sorry, correct. Crawl and Lyndon are in the midst of this kind of little battle scene. And Crawl first like, spears Linden and basically kills him, if it's anyone else. Yeah, right? And then Linden, since he has this this iron body that counteracts that effect, goes up and, and uh, surprise attacks Crawl and kills him. And I don't remember exactly how Jai Long explains it, but it in my mind... And I'm assuming a lot of other people's minds, it's a little unfair to Linden. <laughs> it's incredible. I think it's a little unfair because like, Crawl is a high gold. Yeah. And just basically kills Lyndon, which we've heard a thousand times. It's not cool to just murder someone below you. And Linden is like three stages below him. Yeah. So like already, Crawl is not, in a good situation or in a, in a good, he's not being honorable. He's not being honorable. And he basically kills Lyndon, and then Lyndon comes back and kills him in a very like amazing way because he's again, several stages behind that doesn't merit. Like you, I get that you might be embarrassed that your son and friend died this way, but, like, that's on him. I, that's on him. <laughs> yeah, but okay, okay. But let me, set the scene, let me set the
1: scene just a little bit more. Let me set the scene a little bit more because Jai Long goes in to talk to the leader of the Sandviper sect, the most powerful person around. And he's thinking, this guy's gonna kill me. This guy's going to murder me for letting his son die. I'm not telling him what happened. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to be the bearer of bad news to this guy. No way. I'm going to say your son was a real bro. He died with honor. Let's fuck him up, bud.
0: Let's go get him. Okay, yes, that's a very valid point. He's got a
1: lot to lose by making crawl seem weak. Right? Because then, Because then it's like, well... Whenever you tell a story, Luke, you could tell it. You can either like embellish one side or embellish another side. Okay, so then you get the concern like, why is he trying to make my son look like a weakling? "Mm, That's Mm -hmm. not good. You don't want that.
0: I, I I agree. I see why Jai Long would characterize it this way. I think I think my point is basically just that I want us as objective. I, I don't, I, okay, so we're probably not objective, but people that are consuming the story to, to, not, to not get caught up in Jai Long's narrative. That's true. That's right? true. This is,
1: this is a bit of fake news that's being peddled here that you need to, you need to read between the lines, see the truth in the story. Because the, the real story is Lyndon as an iron destroyed a high gold, just demolished a high gold. Right. That's the story. Absolutely. Luke, uh we got another comment and and you mentioned it just now when you were changing our, our pronunciation of a few things. So the Jai Clan. I think I was trying to say that last episode and Luke was shutting me down. Jai Clan. <laughs> That's how we're pronouncing that from now on. Uh Luke,
0: it's, yeah. Any thoughts on any thoughts on the pronunciation? Okay, so uh, a lot of people commented on pronunciation of names and i and suggested the audiobooks and even uh someone sent me a link to a video of the the audiobook narrator that that gave us kind of how he how he pronounced things and how he or the voices that he gave for characters so okay thank you for that thank you for sending me that very kind i I will change I will change Jai Long. I think for the most part we were doing well. I think the Jai name we were not doing correctly and here's one that I oh okay, let me let me back up here for a second. Uh I and I think Dan you 2 don't typically do audiobooks. Not for any negative thing against audiobooks. They just uh I typically like to read, and I put my own voices and things to people, and the audiobooks kind of like take me out of that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. We,
1: we've got a whole rant in a previous episode if you want to hear why we, we don't typically listen to audiobooks.
0: Right, right, right. Okay, so, so that brings me to the one that I don't know if I'm willing to change my pronunciation to, and that's, I pronounce it Ethan. I pronounce it Ethan Aurelius. I believe in the audiobooks he pronounces it Ethan. I I'm not gonna say one of us is right or wrong, because like obviously he's probably right, because he's the audiobook narrator and probably talks to Will, and maybe Will has his own pronunciation. I personally I think it's Ethan, and changing it to Ethan will completely change my view on him for some reason. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance that I'm going to, I have to call him Ethan. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I
1: think Luke's reasoning is a little insane that it will completely change. I don't think it's going to completely change my perspective on this character. I will say it's going to take me out of the book a considerable amount because I've called him Ethan for so long and like he never introduced himself. So (laughs) Ethan, it is for me okay yeah so we're it's yeah, a little, that's a little that's compromise between us us and you you listeners out there man we also got a lot of great comments about the r- ridiculous discussion we had at the beginning of last episode about the different types of aura that there were uh peak data 1934 clued us into the fact that perhaps it's not even sharp aura perhaps it's it's a specialization of like force aura like there is this underlying aura even below what luke and i came to last episode that was the sharp aura and then like this aura could be applied to clubs and and any kind of thing that has like a a force behind it and this got us thinking about i think i posted a comment Saying we would come up with a grand unified theory of aura, uh, and we got a little bit of a little bit of feedback again from Peak Data about that, with the idea of like maybe Pure Madra is just like human aura in a way. Um, but I but I was thinking a lot more about like what are the underlying auras that every other aura is like a specialization of. Right? And I think Force Aura is very good. I like Force Aura as an example. Later on in this book, actually, um, Ethan mentions that you get these like sylvan spirits at the places where the vital auras are in perfect balance. And Ethan mentions air, earth, hot, cold, life, and death. As though like all of the auras that need to be in perfect balance in order to create one of these Sylvan river seed spirits. Which at first I thought it was like our job was done at that point, right? At first I was like, oh, okay, so we've got Force, uh, these six, and then I don't know, like human. Human Aura. That's the the pure, what pure madre is essentially. But I don't I don't know if this is it, Luke.
0: Okay, so I think I, I'll say we definitely get that, and I think there's another hint or two in the books that we've read so far. Like, I think Lyndon gets a lesson from Fisher Gesha. I don't know. Oh, I, di- I don't know if that one's pronounced correctly. I'm going to say Fisher Gesha. I'm going to apologize if that's wrong. But, okay. He gets another lesson from her that I think she lists the main seven uh but I don't know if that's quite as applicable. I will say, I know that there are discussions of uh, fans with, with Will where he probably answers this. Uh, I, Dan and I have not completely gone through that. so
1: Yes, if, uh, we had a, another comment on that episode from Funky Credo that was linking us to an archive entry about Force Aura. Uh, we haven't gone through the Abadan archive yet, so perhaps this has already been answered. Feel free to link us to that if it's been answered. But I feel like if it had been answered,
0: it's that... it's okay. There's a there's a I there's a lot of different basic uh, auras, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's there's even more combinations so and there are like derivatives i think he mentions yeah. so like sword aura is a derivative of force aura yeah yeah but they 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 all come back to these set or like primary exactly auras, I'll, exactly
1: I'll say. and that's what we're trying to get to yeah yeah because in those six that i mentioned that ethan mentioned there's no fire aura in there right where does right. fire aura fit in? And then I'm thinking, okay, right. fire aura is kind of like hot, I guess. I guess fire aura could be derived from like heat aura.
0: and like, heat, heat and
1: light, maybe. I think light is one of the basic Ooh, okay. ones. Okay, light's got to be a basic one. Okay, so we've got light and heat. And when I was thinking about this question more, I started coming back to just like the fundamental parts of our universe. I was like, okay, so we've got light aura, we've got matter aura. That's just anything that has matter to it. We've got energy aura. And then I was like, okay, hold on. We can't do that. That's not going to work. Um, but yeah, I was, so I was thinking,
0: okay, heat and light I think have to be in there. So, okay. So obviously Will, the author, is setting these. Yes. And it's, it's hard for me to tell if there's, like you mentioned, a unified theory of aura that he's actually working off of or if he's actually just attributing... Like, or just like setting certain things that he thinks mm. should be primary auras as primary auras. Or if like, if we were working on the same understanding as him, we would come to that same conclusion. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's the mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's ones that we can definitely agree with. So like light aura. I think I force aura is one of them. Um, I think I've seen like mental aura is one of them. That was also a comment on here. At first, I didn't really, I
1: didn't love that. But the more I think about it, the more I do love that. Because you have this mental aura that maybe it's, like, present differently in different creatures, right? Like, in our world, we, we like, rank the intelligences of different animals. And so, like, maybe that kind of aura is present in this world based on, like, an animal's intelligence
0: level, right? So Like, I, the amount of mental aura they're putting off is that what you mean yeah kind of yeah okay
1: yeah so i kind of do like that one and it feels very different from light aura and you know force aura like mental aura is like it's almost like consciousness aura which i like i really like that
0: right the the cool thing about these like having these primary ones is that you can you can mix to make what you so like the Jai clan, their path, path the stellar spear, I think it's mentioned uses a mix of sword aura and light aura. yeah, so like a derivative of force aura plus light aura and i'm and I'm sure there's like you can do that for every path,
1: yeah, yeah, which that's we also I, see for black flame, which is like fire <laughs> and destruction aura. It's like that's pretty cool, which based on our theory, Luke it's actually heat light and what destruction aura i guess but
0: yeah okay let's go destruction aura. yeah i yeah i I wonder how many okay this is this is going this is going long i wonder how many combinations you can throw in one in one path you know what i mean Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: like could you get water earth fire and light aura into one path
0: Okay. So like this would be an example of this would be like, did you ever have one of those drinks as a kid where you would go to the soda fountain and just get a little bit of everything?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was like a good year of my life that that was the only thing I did when I got a soda at a soda fountain.
0: Right. Like, I wonder if you can do that kind of thing and make your path basically that.
1: Or you end up with, like, a little bit of high C, a little bit of Sprite, a lot of Dr. Pepper, a little bit of Diet Pepsi, and it tastes like trash? Probably. Yeah. But you feel really cool.
0: Someone's someone's doing it.
1: But there's also got to be combinations that suck, but you just get too, like, far down the path before you realize, right? <laughs> like, like, mixing together Minute Maid Lemonade and Diet Pepsi was never a good move. It
0: never worked out for me but you always like you had to try it right like so so ooh, okay so trial and error in cradle for developing a path would be would be tough incredibly risky risky yeah very risky risky. move and kind of kind of in the same way this is going to branch off a little bit developing your own iron bodies got to be risky too (laughs)
1: <laughs> can you like imagine if that doesn't a, go
0: well you're getting a shitty iron body But can you imagine, and you're going through some bad stuff exactly it.
1: can you imagine the process be- behind discovering new iron bodies it's like hey man we're gonna put you in a pit full of needles full of the sharpest needles we can find and then throw you on top of a horse and it's gonna run around as fast as it can for a week and a half and then we're gonna pull you out and see if you got a new cool body oh that didn't work Okay, all right. Here's what we're gonna try. Uh, we're going to put you out in the desert without any water,
0: and only sunscreen on your nose. We'll see if you get a cool. <laughs> right? There's gotta. There's gotta be a lot of trial and error. Maybe some people have kind of a theory or understanding of how it works. But okay, that's gonna move me on a little bit to another comment that I think might be our last comment that we're gonna talk about.
1: Well, in this, and this section, is actually... we'll talk about a few other comments later, but.
0: Right. And this was actually a a DM to me. So if you... Reminder, if you want to send me a DM or something with a comment, you don't have to post it and make it public. Um, Or you can send me... I don't know. DMs are another option. Um, But this was a theory that... Or not really a theory. Kind of a talking point about how Lyndon and... The kid that also gets Lyndon's the same iron body, but the, the kid gets a much, I'm going to say weaker one because he doesn't take as much venom as Linden does. So the comment that I got was about how since Linden is much older, he's put, that is potentially a large factor in him being able to take more of this venom and get, in theory, a better iron body. Cause I, I'm I'm assuming that Lyndon gets a better iron body than this kid, and I'm ass- and I'm assuming that that's because he takes more venom.
1: Yeah, I uh, I think that's potentially true. He's also got like a bigger body, right? So he's got right. more like blood to pump the venom through. So I'll I'll say this: that's it's true. definitely not proportionate. It's not proportionate between the two. And their their iron forged bodies, right? Like the kid getting a pinprick of venom is not the same as Lyndon
0: taking five bites to the frickin' arm, right? And but this this could be that we'll we'll not spend too much time here, mm-hmm. but there's there's probably conventional wisdom here where the faster the earlier you advance, the better, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. I could see there being some advantages to getting an iron body late. I don't fully know how this process works, but like, so let's take, instead of Lyndon's example, let's take Ethan's example. Yeah. Where he plays games to get like a super nimble iron body. Mm -hmm. He's playing like baseball, right? But he's only doing that at, I don't know, age eight, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty shitty at baseball. Well, but if he waits to get his iron body at like 16, he's probably pretty good at baseball by now. Is he getting a better iron body?
1: Mm, This is a good question.
0: Okay, I want to say no. And here's
1: why I want to say no. I think the Sand Vipers were just wimpy babies because the Sword Sage, who I think knows their shit. I think the Sword Sage kind of knows what's going on took Yaren and threw her into like an acid pool at age eight. And I was like, you're going to be fine. You're going to come out with the best iron body, which we start to learn in this book. It sounds kind of dope. Um, mm-hmm. And so I feel like the sword sage is, is taking that into account with, with Yeren. And because I think there's a balance too, like if you wait too long, then maybe you do like really inhibit how far you can go. Right, so mm-hmm. I think there's for sure a balance. I just think the sand vipers are wimpy babies, and okay, and they maybe for that specific body, you get a benefit to being a little older, but I think the sand vipers
0: are just big old babies i I think that's probably true let's okay we'll we'll end it there. If you have any thoughts on this uh send us a send us a message as. As we have been doing, we'll be doing a post on the subreddit. So comment there if you would like. You can also DM me. Um, you can also tweet at us at DC at BC or email us DCBC at don't call it a book dot com. Um, OK, let's talk about the book that we came here to talk about. Black Flame. Luke.
1: So this book, a large part of it is the conflict between the Jai clan and the Aurelius clan. That's like a big central conflict in the book. And at first, I, I like I think a lot of people don't really like the Jai clan. I think because I like Ethan and I think the Aurelius clan is just going about their trying to go about their lives. And the Jai clan is they're kind of being a bunch of assholes to them for kind of no reason. So I didn't really like that at first. But we also learned a lot more about the Black Flame Empire in this book. And the people that are the emperors of the Black Flame Empire are servants. And the Aurelius clan, who's a very like high-up clan, are all janitors. And if my clan is a sacred artist clan that is built on fighting and conquering people, and being the greatest warriors of all time, there's no way I'm going to be cool with the servants and the janitors having, like, a higher position than me. Like, the sacred arts, pretty much everyone everywhere, when they talk about the sacred arts, they're talking about the ability to beat shit up. They're talking about the ability to beat ass so good. And if my clan's sacred path Is about stabbing things with a spear so good they like explode. And the guy who's like about to level up next to me is can like find dust on the street really good. I'm gonna be a little bit upset. So, so by the end of this, I kind of came around to the Jai clan. I'm not gonna say I was pro Jai clan because they're terrible, but I kind of understood why they were so upset.
0: Well, okay, okay, to extend your your. Your thoughts a little bit, we know that the Jai clan, like a lot of other people, but I think the Jai clan especially is very very intent on like respect and traditional uh values i I get I don't that's probably not the right way to phrase that but um, and so that probably also plays into it the fact that the Aurelius clan who's led by someone who is very uh, I'm going to say improper oh yeah definitely very improper has like a a path or a, a role in society that is not traditionally seen as a good one I guess I can see I can see why they would not be hyped to have that clan start to surpass them but like you said like you have to that's on you absolutely it's on them that's on you
1: it's got to feel a little bad though that your path you've developed for hundreds of years to be able to just completely destroy your enemies is getting surpassed by the janitor clan like the clan that's path is designed for clean keeping everything clean and tidy that's gotta yeah, feel a little Yeah, i will bad.
0: say this though like what what benefit is the jai clan provide like where are they getting their resources or or how are they getting paid what what benefit are they providing you're asking what service they're providing to society right i'm i would guess that they're part of the military if this if the empire has a military i think we get a
1: little bit of this at the end when the emperor is talking to ethan and saying well we would have just let you you know guard the west if you'd killed the patriarch of the jai clan and so i i think their role is like kind of guardians of the west they're kind of military but apparently the aurelius clan can just do that too because the emperor was like we could have just we would have just given this to you so so this is a great question they look really cool
0: they do they look incredible um what service could they provide i don't know i guess this just comes down to the old you know what have you done for me lately you know like the aurelius clan is out here keeping these cities looking good incredibly impressive incredibly good that's a that's a big thing right Mm mm-hmm like we we also see the red flower family who's in charge of uh food, crops, that kind of thing. Yeah. Very, very important. hmm So important that if you kill one of them, like you're done. <laughs> yes, yes, that's a good point. I just I just think in in the in the new modern society where the Black Flame Empire has a bunch of cities and is a and and has people going about their day normally, not just like a war constantly. The Aurelius clan is more valuable.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right, Luke. I can't think of a single cool thing, aside from like, constantly, shining. Like, ooh, ooh, maybe the Jai clan are super annoying to everybody because here's what I'm here's what I'm picturing, Luke. It's like two o'clock. I'm out on the middle of the street. I'm just walking around living my life and suddenly like a bright flash of light hits me in the eyes and I realize that this Jai clan idiot has shined up his head so freaking bright that it's reflecting the sun all over the place. I'm gonna be a little ticked off and it's gonna lead me to be like, okay, dude, you've got a shiny helmet and you carry a spear around all day. What else do you do? I'm coming back from working a nine to five at the bank where I help people do transactions and things, you walk around all day with a spear shooting laser beams into the air. And you're going to flash this, you're going to blind me walking around the street with this shiny disco ball head? No! Get out of my society. Go home. Learn a real skill, okay? You can't do esports forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's <weird. laughs> Forget the Jai Clan. They're terrible. We're done, we're d- we we hate the giant. Clip. Okay, they're do they're doing nothing over here. Okay, they're we've over. got we've got to move on. Got to move on here. Yeah, we for sure do. Let's do. Okay, briefly, we this is I think very early in the book when Ethan's walking around, everyone like bows down to him and is terrified that he's going to murder everybody. This is just a a kind of indication that I think all of the powerful people are just absolute psychopaths if everyone's this afraid of them because it, it means it's, it's
1: have to have happened right nobody's going to be afraid right. of them if occasionally one of them like occasionally one of them has got to be killing somebody otherwise nobody would be afraid yeah. of them so yeah they're for sure all psychopaths yeah
0: all psychopaths
1: yeah
0: um i want to talk a little bit about this whole reputation thing mm-hmm. That we hear a ton about. This is this is in context to Lyndon's duel, Lyndon's future duel with Jai Long, and I think Ethan mentioned something like, "You're going to he's gonna like let him out of the deal if he really wants to, because this duel will affect like hundreds of thousands of people. That's crazy." I know if you're that's insane if you're
1: Cassius you got to be like guys you can't do this right Cassius this whole book is essentially like Ethan stop you can't do this hundreds of thousands of people and you're gonna say yeah this guy's definitely gonna lose this
0: fight Ethan stop what are you doing it's it's also like get get, are there not other things happening (laughs) You're, say- <laughs> You're saying there's a much
1: more important duel that would happen that would be much more important than this, like, duel between a low gold, potentially, and a true gold, or however high J-Long goes. Like, there's got to be right, things right. that are equivalent to, like, a much more important event occurring in the world than a little tiny duel between two people.
0: Right. Based off what I'm hearing, this is the Super Bowl. Because it's it's, like, this is the the biggest thing that's gonna happen that year based on what they're, what they're like, the thought that they're putting into it. I'm realizing how insane this is now, especially after
1: our, our discussion that we just had about like, what is the Jai clan doing for anybody? You're gonna like, hold on. So if I'm just like a servant in the Aurelius clan, I spend 10 years making sure my section of the street is pristine is the best it's ever been. And then there's one duel between a low gold and a true gold that, of course, we're going to lose. And now I don't get to eat. That's... What is this society? This is not a society. This is not a society, (laughs) Luke. Because how does that happen? If I'm, like, just a regular person, if I'm just a regular person, and I'm deciding who I'm going to pay to keep the streets clean, I'm going to say, all right, so we've got this one clan... That has kept everything like spotless for decades. But their guy lost in a duel to this other clan that shoots laser spears. So I think <laughs> I'm gonna go with the laser spears.
0: It's insane. This is not a society. These are... <laughs> I I guess I guess this comes down to just I want I want and I realistically this is such a small detail that obviously it's it's we're not getting this, but I want, I want details on the effects of this duel, right? Like I want Ethan to come to Linden and be like, hey, if we win this duel, we get the trading rights to this kingdom over here and X other thing. If we lose this duel, we are kicked out of the port city of why and don't receive benefits from whatever, because I don't know what, I don't know what he's the, ha- the, the consequences seem huge, but I don't know what they are and I don't know what they could be. And it's like, why are they related to this one duel? <laughs> What's going on? Okay. We've got, we've got a lot <laughs> of notes. Cause I did not expect to talk about this for that long.
1: Okay. Um, uh, I do want to say uh another thing early on in the book. I'm going to I'm going to say we've got more evidence that my dread beast theory from last episode has got some support because we find out Linden is dissecting one of these dread beasts and he's about to pull out this spiral looking binding which it looks very similar to the one he pulled out of the ancestral spear or the bindings around the ancestral spear. And so I think this supports the the idea that they have these these bindings in them and perhaps they're they're related somehow and so my theory is just that the jai clan early on was breeding it into these things to be able to pull out and use for other stuff
0: i i i so i took that note too i do agree with you that that was that was another little another little additive to your theory okay yeah i would agree with that Okay, let's talk this scene where Ethan first lays out his plan for Linden to Cassius where he describes the um the black or, or he basically t- tells him that his plan for Linden in terms of he's going to have this black flame core but because of these other things it's going to be like even better, right? That combined with the very first little section of this book which is the surreal report on the Black Flame Path? Got me so hyped.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely did. And I okay, we're gonna talk about the Black Flame Path a lot in this episode. I think. Okay. Before he gets that path, though, Lyndon is being shown all these other paths, right? Mhm. And they all sound incredible. Every single one of these paths that Ethan shows him sounds so dope. He shows him a path. It's called the Path of Twisting Rivers, which Ethan says allows a sacred artist to cut through steel using just the power of water. I mean, these guys have got to have great YouTube careers, right?
0: Great YouTube careers? Oh, yeah.
1: Luke, have you not seen the YouTube channels that are entirely just taking a high-powered stream of water and cutting objects in half?
0: Okay, These guys, true.
1: this path is is made for YouTube, okay?
0: Yeah. YouTube, very you get very cool videos of that. You get very satisfying busy videos of like deep cleaning sidewalks for sure. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So I think that was that was a little. Lyndon went a little too quickly through that one before thinking of its of its merits, but, Lyndon. Okay, Ethan tells Lyndon about the path of Grasping Sky. And Lyndon's like, ooh, that sounds pretty cool. Oh, but I'm, I'm thinking, Ethan, I don't want anybody to get pissed at me for taking the Emperor's path. And then Ethan's like, oh, yeah, 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 that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Hey, I've also got this, this other path. It's called the Path of the Black Flame. Uh, it's super dope. And the old Emperor used to use it. What do you think of that one? Linden's like, yeah, that's the one for me. Linden, <laughs> uh, sorry, you didn't want to piss anybody off, so you chose the path of
0: pure destruction. Linden, what are you doing? Yeah, that line. I I think this is I think this is a pros and cons game for Linden. Okay. Right. Okay. Because because the pro okay so the cons are for both of these are the political implications. Yeah. Yeah. But the Black Flame pros outweigh those political implications more than the Path of the Grasping Sky does. I, so there's you're saying
1: there's a little more nuance to Lyndon's decision than just like, I don't want to get in trouble with the law, Ethan.
0: Right, like he's willing to get in trouble provided a high enough reward. So like if, if the Path of Grasping Sky... Lyndon hears more about it, and it's, like, incredible. I think he's going for it.
1: Okay. Okay. But he's willing to take the hit because Black Flame sounds so cool. That's what you're saying? Yes. Okay, here's my problem with that, Luke. Lyndon turns into the biggest path snob of all time when he starts doing the trials because he's, er, he's like, learning about Black Flame, and it's fairly simple. It's a fairly simple path. And he's like, man, I wish I had something with a little more subtlety to it. I wish I had something with a little more nuance to it. Lyndon, you're going to die in like eight months if you don't get a path to like high gold or above. And you're over here complaining that Black Flame isn't cool enough for you? Dude! Check yourself, Lyndon. And if that's the case, go with the Grasping Sky. It sounds dope. You can crush people's windpipes and stuff. Lyndon. This is a, for me, this is a choosing the, the perimeter banner kind of situation where I think it works out for Lyndon. I think it works out for Lyndon, but I don't think his reasoning was very good at all. Like, I think he's not, he's, he's kind of not necessarily thinking the implications through all the way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah. Yeah, th- this is this is just one of those situations. I don't. I'm not saying he made the wrong choice, but I am saying he he made the right choice for the wrong reasons, in his
0: heart. Okay, sure. I'll I'll say we haven't talked about Ethan's, Ethan's role pat, in this. Uh, Ethan's role in this. Uh, yeah, that's because fair. I think a lot of it is Lyndon just kind of trusting Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but okay, we'll leave that there. Since I'm talking about Ethan, mm-hmm. Ethan is a very unique character in this in this culture i'll Mm -hmm. say Mm -hmm. like he he acts vastly different from everyone else right because everyone else has kind of this this demeanor that's like based on honor and kind of like seriousness i guess yeah and ethan is very much clashing against that and then we hear that Ethan came, like he, st- he grew up in Black Flame City, but he came from uh, another continent, I think. It'd be very interesting to me if we, if we end up going to that continent and seeing that the culture there is much more similar to Ethan. Just because, like, that would be, I don't know, that'd be a very cool little because cuz right now it seems like Ethan is a very just a, as a person so unique.
1: Yes, like he's an abnormality. And it's like, he's a where rebel did he in get, this get these society. mannerisms?
0: Yeah. Right. Where did he get these these behaviors? Yeah. So, It'd be very cool so if we saw you, that it's just a completely different culture. You want
1: to see a city full of Ethans, a city full of people like putting kick me stickers on everybody's back and like joking around right. with everybody. Uh Okay, see, I like the idea that Ethan is unique everywhere he goes and everybody kind of feels the same way about Ethan. I like the idea that Ethan is just like the one guy who's not going to like kind of play by the rules and is making fun of everybody because we love Ethan. Okay, this, mm-hmm. we, we get introduced to Ethan in SoulSmith. This book, like, I love Ethan after this, after Black Flame. He's like in control all the time and he seems like super cool and capable but he's like got a good heart you know like he he takes after his family because also if we're just going to compare patriarchs lyndon's patriarch sucked right lyndon's patriarch was absolutely terrible and i feel like ethan is actually pretty good when you kind of compare so the two. okay to,
0: to clarify you mean the patriarch of the way clan
1: sorry yeah the patriarch of the way clan was kind of not cool Like he didn't seem to do much and he wasn't even like great at his job of like, you know. Right.
0: He was, he was just like 100% focused on making himself stronger. It seemed. Right. Right. Whereas Ethan seems like he's, he's
1: trying to help out his whole family, right? He gives them that pep talk when they're having trouble with the J clan, uh, Jai clan. And he seems to have this plan about jai long and the jai clan and all of this stuff kind of working together where it makes it sound like ethan is doing a a pretty good job right um and so i like really really like ethan as this unique figure in this world where he can kind of like get away with a lot of stuff because he's so capable right he doesn't have to play by the rules because he can kind of wiggle his way out of any kind of bind he gets in but at the same time, I really wish people kind of razzed him back a little bit. Yeah, I wanted people to razz him back so bad. Like, did you have this moment where where Ethan is showing Lyndon all these paths, and he's like, "I'll let you pick whichever one you want." And it's clear which one he wants Lyndon to pick. Mm-hmm. And and you I I really wanted Lyndon to say, uh, "Yeah, I'd like to go with the path of the hungry deep, please." Just to see what Ethan would do, right?
0: I like, ah, oh, I really wished I really wished Lyndon had kind of razzed him a little bit, right? Like, like testing, because he says that you can pick whatever you want, but but Lyndon doesn't actually test that.
1: No, no, Lyndon doesn't say like because of course Lyndon's gonna pick the path of black of the black flame because Ethan probably knows what's best, right? But it would have been great if Lyndon just said like, no, I, I want to go with path of the white fox i think give me that one right just to see what ethan would do just to be like uh just kidding bud give me that black flame one let's go
0: (laughs) it would be yeah i i agree with you i like ethan's uniqueness if that's a word yeah
1: no definitely
0: but i but it would be very fun to if we ever get another character that will actually like maybe not even go toe to toe with him on these kind of things but at least at least cooperate yeah, I, I, it seems like we got we got a little bit of that with the emperor. Like he's obviously not on Ethan's level, but they have a little bit of a rapport there.
1: Yes, yes, just a little bit. But I, I just want a little bit more. I want a little bit more Razzin of Ethan. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got a lot of comments on the subreddit about Lyndon being a genius, and there was a lot of discussion about that. I just want to say that I think Ethan recognizes Lyndon's genius in a super important way. Right. So like Ethan puts Lyndon through the black flame trials that Cassius is complaining that they're designed for low golds and Lyndon is a jade. So obviously he's not going to be able to do this. And like, it was designed for, like, five low golds. And Ethan's like, yeah, whatever. They'll figure it out. And I think I think this is Ethan recognizing that, like, rank doesn't really matter as much, especially for Linden. Like, a lot of people underestimate Linden based on his rank. And that's kind of where Linden is a genius. Is he, like, he doesn't really go by these, like, classifications. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. I would agree. I and, and this is something that we mentioned or that was mentioned on there as well. The term genius, very loose here, right? Right, right. So we'll say that. Um, I would agree with you that's, that the, the idea of advancement level, I'm going to call it, is so ingrained in everyone that I, th- I think probably fairly they think that like anything a jade can do a log a low gold can generally do better
1: right right
0: right but we see to use your example like Lyndon being able to do or overcome challenges that he shouldn't be able to yet exactly right right because of his advancement level and 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 also yaren i think like definitely Yaren. but i think people expect it more from
1: Yaren because of her past training. Mm-hmm. And so like definitely Yaren's still incredibly talented. But I think Ethan is like the only person in this universe so far that has seen Lyndon and seen like what he was capable of and not just seen him as like uh a jade, right? Or a an iron. Maybe Yaren too to an extent. But Linden definitely, yeah. or Ethan definitely has been somebody who just throws Lyndon into something that nobody thinks he can do, and Ethan's. I think Ethan's kind of like, yeah, I think he could do it.
0: I'll I'll say I'll say this. I think Ethan is a much better judge of potential than other people are, because because it seems like potential is really the main thing that matters here, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 like everyone is is, uh, like trying as hard as they can to get Yaren as a student for themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not because she's like a good low gold. There's tons and tons and tons of low golds. It's because she's like super young, but it's not even just that it's that she's like clearly has so much potential. And I, and I'm guessing that that's, relatively hard to judge. And I think everyone is probably going to doing their judgment based on the fact that she was the sword sages student. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like I think, I think at a certain level it's, it's easy. Like everyone can see that Yeren is super impressive. Yes. Right. Um, but I guess, I guess I think Ethan's, Ethan's sense for potential is, much better than everyone's because he can see it in, th- in people that are that it's not obvious in I guess or maybe he's just focusing on different things, right? Like he's not focusing on talent necessarily. He's focusing on I would say drive, mm-hmm. which is which is what we see that the sword sage was also kind of focused on, right? Right. Right. When his with his little rem his remnants memory of Yeren,
1: right, where she's like holding back this whatever thing that she's got on her from like trying to attack him right it's just like she was like gritting her teeth and trying as hard as she could not to and that was what the sword sword sage saw and thought yeah i could work i could work with yaron yeah yeah definitely so then yeah lyndon's kind of like a genius of potential in a way again genius used very loosely here but huge potential for lyndon that nobody's realizing except a few people
0: right okay i'm gonna bring us to Yaren. okay yeah and let me first say i really like Yaren. yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna say something very positive about her in a second
1: (laughs) okay you're gonna do a compliment sandwich we gotta start with a compliment first (laughs) luke
0: (laughs) but i am getting sick of of yaron Like, bragging about how shitty her life used to be. (laughs) Okay. Because she keeps... Every time (laughs) Lyndon says something interesting, Yaren is like, Yeah, a couple years ago I would have had to do that with 17 wolves eating my legs. It's like, Yaren, let me have something. Yaren, do you always have to have a better story? Do you always have to have a better story? Okay. <laughs> Am I alone in that?
1: Are you is that kind of annoying? No,
0: I I kind of get it, but it it kind of fits into Yaren's character a little bit. Right. Like, like, okay, and let me let me say let me say this that that we kind of have to say every time we do a book, which is I'm not criticizing like the writing or anything. Because I think it's fantastic. I think this is very much Yaren and in a very good character building kind of thing. Yeah. I'm just, I'm criticizing the character Yaren. She's always got a better story. Right. Which makes sense though, because think about who her
1: mentor was, right? She went around with this guy for years who everybody like worshipped, like pretty much everybody in the continent thought the sword sage was the greatest dude of all time. And Yaren is his disciple. So of course she's, she thinks that she's got like the inside scoop. Of course, she's like, well, actually I did something way cooler than that once. She, she first of all, she probably did, right? Right, okay, I, she's probably telling the truth. Yeah, she's probably telling the truth. So like, I get it. And here's the other thing, she probably didn't have many friends.
0: Like, I don't- she, Okay, she definitely didn't She have definitely friends. didn't
1: have many friends, so she definitely didn't have a lot of people to like kind of figure out how to, you know, how to do a little give and take, how to be like, oh yeah, that sounds really hard for you and then just leave it there, mm-hmm. and then just, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm glad you made it. Oh, you killed how many of those little centipede guys, too? Whoa. Big day for <laughs> Lyndon. Way to go, dude. So I, I right. think I think okay, she's le- still
0: learning. Right. Okay, let me get to the compliment. Yes. This The fight that she has with Jai Long kind of near the end where she she's kind of getting dominated a little bit and then she she cracks into her master's remnant and advances to high gold yeah and then she i it's hard for me to tell if she like won this fight but i'm gonna i'm gonna just i'm gonna say that she won this fight with jai Long since he retreats
1: yeah i agree
0: and and she wins it in a very cool way. Like the description of this fight, Yaren is crushing it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's awesome. And Lyndon has kind of been the or has definitely been the main character. Right? Lyndon is the main character of this series. Mm-hmm. But Yaren is is more than just a supporting character, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in this scene. I kind of started getting more interested in Yeren's advancement than Linden's. Oh, really? Is this a hot take?
1: I think this is a hot take, because, yeah, I mean, Yeren's advancement is cool, but I'm way more into Linden's advancement because he's starting from, like, nothing.
0: Okay, true. Uh, This might be recency bias. (sighs) Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, okay, but the thing about Yeren's
1: advancement, advancement that's really cool is, her, like, her iron-forged body apparently levels up with her advancement too. So that mm-hmm. got me pretty hyped to see every time she levels up, she's going to be having this new strong ability. And that's pretty exciting. Right,
0: or, or she's going to get stronger.
1: Exactly. I yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Um, and ma- does she get a... She also, it seems like she grows another gold sign arm
0: every yes, level. she
1: did. So she has two now. She's got two now, which is very cool. Um, okay. Yeah, I think we're more into Yaren's advancement now than we have been. I'm still way more into Linden's advancement, though.
0: I think that's, I think that's, I think this might be recency bias. Okay. okay. I Because because Yaren does it in the middle of a fight, and she's much, she's already much better at fighting than, y- than Linden, so it's it's cooler to watch her fight i think
1: yes it definitely is cooler but, okay, to watch her uh, fight
0: main takeaway yaren is coming up there approaching co-main character status for me
1: okay yeah 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 i don't yeah i i think i could agree with you on that also i want to i want to say something else about yaren the the idea of yaren dealing with grief as like deconstructing the remnant of her master i thought was very good the the mm-hmm. idea that it's like this metaphor for her dealing with how her master was killed and she like wanted to hold on to him for a super long time and then at the end like broke him down and became more powerful but it was still like hard you know like she still went and cried about it i thought that was a very well done that's more of a that's more of a like great job will that was a very cool way of uh, representing grief in in yaron and the master thing i just like really love that part of the story we also okay Yaren and Lyndon in this book their relationship develops a lot right i feel like we get the most relationship development in this book when they're doing the black flame trials is that mm-hmm. fair because i was loving the team that we got at the end of of the black flame trials
0: yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple moments where Yaren is kind of saying things like she is now, she enjoys fighting with Lyndon now. Yeah. And actually, I think she says, without this deadline over their head, this would have been like the happiest time of her life. Oh,
1: I don't rem-
0: remember. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, in in kind of, I guess in that way, that's, it's also very satisfying to see Lyndon getting there.
1: Yes. I think that's like, why. Because
0: yeah. we... we've started so low with y- with Lyndon that he's not on par with Yaren, obviously, but he's like, he's like functional. He's like contributing at this point. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that like, you know, as they're starting to become more peers is very cool and and how they're like kind of supporting each other too. Like when they are, I think they've just finished the first trial and they're realizing like how far they have to go, and Lyndon's like pretty bummed about the fact that he's probably gonna die in a year. And Yaren's like, "Hey, man, I'll help you out. Don't worry, we'll get there." And they're kind of cheering each other up a little bit and supporting each other. I really like that. I really like the relationship <laughs> developing between Lyndon and Yeren. Uh, yeah, something else we really loved: the first time Lyndon enforces Black Flame. Did you laugh out loud when he, like, slams his face into the ground? Yes. There were a couple times in this book where I, like, audibly laughed. And that was the first one where he enforces black flame. He does the cloak and just, like, slams his, like, face first into the ground, like, 20 feet past Yeren. Great scene.
0: Wonderful scene. Right. Uh, I'll say, I'll say my, second, my second time of laughing out loud... Very similar to that scene. It, was it Ethan? When Ethan yeah. falls. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> and he just smashes into the ground right outside the cave. Yeah. Great scene. Great scene. Okay. Before we, before we get to the end, because I think we both have a theory that we want to talk about. And before we get there, I want to just quickly go through a couple of highlights that I wanted to mention without talking about them for a long time. Okay, One. It's so dumb that the Jai Lord doesn't just go take care of Jialong earlier. Like, I get it. I get that you have this honor, but he's killed like so many people, and no, you guys but, are doing. Oh, Luke, you missed it. But, but it works out their plan. It out was on their part plan. Of his it, works plan. Out on their it was plan. Plan. part of the plan. I know. Okay, it was okay. part of okay. the plan. Okay. Yes. It was Luke. But I will say, even without the plan, that's what everyone expected him to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so that's a little like, ridiculous. Okay just to, that's just a highlight we could talk about it forever but let's not okay here's
1: another one where are all these rankings coming from is there a black flame yelp or something that like every restaurant and tailor shop and person gets a ranking somehow because there's no way it's just one agency right yeah there's got to be a black flame yelp somewhere gotta
0: and every because be. everybody knows what the rankings are too yeah i don't know it's black flame I don't yelp know. for sure Maybe there's maybe there's an entire clan that does their rankings. Okay. The path of next one. Path
1: of uh, unsolicited reviews.
0: It's like a it's like a journalism clan, but like the worst kind of journalism. Um, Okay, let's uh, just say Lyndon looks really cool with his new gold sign. Black eyes. Lyndon looks incredible. Lyndon looks incredible, very intimidating. Um, The last note that I have, my theory actually comes into place before it, but I want to say this last note. Mm -hmm. We get another surreal perspective. Mm. And we hear about, like, their enemies called the Vrochir. Very excited to hear more about these guys. Yes. Uh, But, okay, let's get to... Or do you have another highlight?
1: Okay. I've got... Okay, before we get into the theory cause I've got a few theories that that are happening near the
0: end of the book, okay before we I have get... one big theory at the end of the book
1: okay i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a couple updates on theories and then we'll do your theory okay okay first one I'm gonna do a little update on the the pyramid uh transcendent ruins, the Jai clan trying to create an underlord by having these people mine in this terrible condition. The heart of the theory is. The reason that the Jai clan and the Sand Vipers were making people mine in the Transcendent Ruins was to try and level one of them up to become the Underlord who would take over for the Jai clan. At the end of this book, we see that the Patriarch of the Jai clan is like, yeah, we really need an Underlord. And you know what, Jai Long, you will do the trick in a pinch. So I'm going to get you there. Uh, But... I'm going to make you swear an oath to me before you do it. So uh, one of the problems with my theory about the miners is they weren't really consenting to it to get leveled up. But if you get one of them high enough level, then you just bring the Underlord in and make him swear an oath to do whatever he says. And then problem solved. Right. Okay. So, so that's, a little, that's a little update on that theory. Okay, actually, Luke, I think go ahead with your theory because Luke and I were talking about this earlier, and we think we may have hit upon the same theory.
0: Okay, we okay. Neither of us have heard each other's theories. No, but let's let me say this is a theory that I feel really good about, and I Dan and I are not super involved on like the Discord and Discord and the subreddit, but I haven't seen it anywhere. And this is about Jai Chen. Yes, Jai we Long's have the sister. same
1: theory. This is the same theory.
0: <laughs> okay, hit us with the loop. theory.
1: Let me
0: let me go through mine. Whoo! There's a scene when Lyndon saves her, and he, <laughs> and Lyndon's like, "Hey, have we met before?" Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He says that. I'll I'll say this. This is obviously a hint, right? Right. There's. This has got to be like him saying that there's some person that Jai Chin looks like, that Lyndon looks like, that, 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 that Lyndon, Lyndon knows. knows. And how many there's people no does Lyndon know?
1: How many people does Lyndon know in this whole freaking universe? We can count them on one hand, my guy.
0: <laughs> okay, let's, let's keep that in mind. This has, to be a, this has to be a person that is related to Jai Chin... That I'm gonna say Lyndon has to know well.
1: Yeah, okay. very well. Oh, Luke, we are on it.
0: Like, like you could you could maybe say you could maybe say that this could be a person that Lyndon passed in the street like tons of times over in the Transcendent Ruins. That seems wrong to me. I think Linden has to be very familiar with this person that Jai Chin looks like. The other thing that this person has to have, they have to have uncertain origins. Yep. Right? Yep. Because we know who Jai Chin's parents are. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't, but like, In the they're universe, alive. They know. They're here. Yeah. There's not that many people that fit this description that we know of. I'll say that. Uh huh. Right? Uh-huh. Like, maybe there are times when Lyndon did something that we just didn't hear about. The only two people that this could be, one of them is ruled out, one of them is Yaren. That's not it. Nope. Not Yaren. You know who it is, Luke? Hit him with it.
1: It's Lyndon's mom.
0: It's Lyndon's mom!
1: Luke, note for note, exact same theory. This is, this okay. is confirmed. This is confirmed. Lyndon's mom has got to be related to Jai Chen, right?
0: Right, because Lyndon's mom, we mentioned, I think, in the first episode, and the book mentions it as well. Well, obviously. But <laughs> Lyndon's mom has different features. I I know she has a different hair color but I think I think I remember there being more to it that suggested that she was not completely from the Way clan.
1: She also she had a there was a section where she had a saying from back home that she had mm-hmm. told Lyndon, which that implies that back home is somewhere other than the Way clan in the Sacred Valley.
0: Right. It 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 at least says not the Way clan. Yeah. I'm going to say she would have said a different clan right right and okay other things with this linden's mom is also like an iron and doesn't really like you would think that if she came from outside she would know the things that sacred valley does is incorrect yeah right yeah but since she's an iron i'm i'm pretty confident that she just got there when she was really young right yeah i'm thinking this too uh, because outside of Sacred Valley, you, get, you hit iron at like eight. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm saying she gets, to, she gets to Sacred Valley very young. She's in some way related to Jai Chin. I don't know how, but in some way, which means... This has incredible implications, Luke. Which means that Linden is re- related to Jai Chin and Jai Long. It's incredible. It's incredible. Because we kind of like Jai Long.
1: Right? I I kind he, of like that. He's, he's a sympathetic character. He's a sympathetic character. And if we find out him and Lyndon are like bros, okay, obviously they're not brothers, but if they're like somewhat related and they have this cool bond that comes between them, oh, this is so good. This theory is too good. Yeah. There is like almost no evidence for this theory, but it feels so right.
0: It feels so good. I am like 100% positive on this. And I don't, if this, if this theory has been like, has been like everyone has this theory, I, and been like confirmed by Will, I'm sorry for getting so excited about it. I'm not. It's incredible. But I feel really good about it. I'm excited that we had the same theory because that never happens because yours are always dumb. Um, All
1: right. That's rude. That's rude.
0: (laughs) But yeah, let's, let's keep an eye on this. Here's the other thing.
1: Oh, Luke, here's the other thing about it too. The the thing that makes this more impactful is Jai Long's face being a little messed up. So Linden doesn't have two points of reference for this. Linden only has Jai Chen's face, right? And so if Jai Long's face had been normal before it had been messed up, then maybe Lyndon would have been like, you look just like my mom. Oh my gosh, hold on, you look like me. Wait a minute. But we don't get that because Jai Long's face is messed up, so Linden doesn't have that
0: immediate recognition.
1: Right. Dude, it's like...
0: The, the other thing that I will add to this theory is that Suriel has a moment where she connects Lyndon and Jai Chen. She doesn't do it in a in a specific way, but she says that they were destined to meet even had she not intervened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which just I, there's a bigger connection. There's there. a huge connection there.
1: It's his mom. It's got to be his mom.: Okay, we love the theory. We're so into it. Uh, if you want to get on this, hit us with some comments because I'm sure there's some little pieces of evidence that we've missed so far. But we're very excited about this theory. Oh, Luke! I remembered. I, I, we need to talk about this just a little bit before we wrap up. I wanted to bring it up at the beginning because of how excited I was about it. The ending of this book is fantastic, right? Yes. The
0: climax of this Ooh, book, okay. the whole thing, or do you talk? Are you talking about something specific?
1: I'm talking about the whole like battle that happens at the end. Basically, from mm-hmm. the end when the Jai Clan starts destroying everything to the like end of the book is outstanding. Like the fights that are happening, we find the the stuff we find about about Ethan is incredible. His fight scene is incredible. Yaren's fight scene is incredible. Uh, the fact that Lyndon like heals his rival's sister from this terrible thing incredible. Cassius is a baller that we didn't even realize. Incredible. It's just like the climax of this book was incredible. Did you? Did we not love this? I was so hyped we reading did. the climax of this book.
0: Yes. I read through the end of it without taking the last like quarter of it without taking any notes. Because it was just had to go back. It was
1: just outstanding. Right. Like this has been one of my favorite sequences of the series so far is this this climax at the end of this book because so many incredible reveals. We find out about Papa Ethan. Right. Where He's okay. He's obviously not Lyndon's dad, but he's like being such a great dad to Lyndon, where he's like oh yeah that's my path son and i gave you my cycling technique <laughs> I get, it's so cool oh we loved it we did we did god we loved it so much <laughs> i just i couldn't let us leave without gushing about the the climax of this book for a little bit because it was right i'm glad
0: i'm glad i'm glad you brought that up yes. god
1: it was incredible oh man my heart's going now luke we gotta we gotta bring it down a little bit bring it down um next week what are we doing next week luke
0: next week in a surprise twist we're reading the next book reading skysworn for next week go ahead and read that if you've already read it uh send us what you like theories or topics that you would like to hear us discuss um in the same vein as i mentioned earlier send us send us messages about what you would have liked us to discuss in this episode
1: mhm mhm oh yeah and there were a few theories we didn't bring up a few comments we didn't bring up in this episode because they you know kind of bring in evidence that's, that's in a later book when we get to that evidence later on we're definitely going to go back and reference your comment we've we've been looking at the past posts to make sure we're bringing anything we need to on this on these episodes but uh you know until until we get there we'll be scouring these books for any hints of of hot takes and continuing
0: to act like dumb nerds